Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the I-5 Corridors Traffic Report Podcast. Tyson Aldra here, and I got a fun one today. Um, Long-time subscribers to the I-5 Corridor may remember a story I wrote this past summer about John Sukanik and his quest to play catch for 365 days in a row. And boy, we are coming in on the final stretch. So I wanted to bring John on the show to uh, kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, why he's doing this and how hard it's been to, to try to manage this thing for uh, an entire year. So, you know what, let's just get into it, John. Hey, thanks. Thanks for coming on today. I appreciate it, man. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our catch uh, together back this summer. And I thought the article you wrote was fantastic. I've had a ton of positive feedback from people that that saw it and read it and wanted to to play catch and eventually did play catch with me because of it. So uh, it, it's a blast to be able to come back and talk to you again. And thanks for having me on your podcast. So what, what day is today for you? 335. I, okay. I got 30 days to go. And, and is this something that you are looking forward to finally getting done with? Or like, is it like the light at the end of the tunnel? Like I, especially after playing catch with you this summer, I, I don't imagine this is going to be something where all of a sudden you, you stop and never play catch again, but it's, it's like 21 degrees out there today, man. Like this thing's <laughs> had to have been hard at some days, right? It's part of the challenge to it. Right. And, and I get, I get asked that question a lot. Like, are you really going to stop? And um, originally that was the plan, right? I was 365 and and done. I never really thought about it beyond that, but over the last 335 days, which sounds weird to say, um, it's really become something that I love to do. I, I look forward to it every day. People are always like, oh, is it a grind? It's not a grind. I look forward to it literally every day, whether I have somebody scheduled or it's with my son or, or somebody, my dad, or it's I'm out looking for somebody. Um, I've really come to enjoy it. So to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I'm going to stop. I think, uh, I think it would be weird to wake up on day 366 and not play catch with somebody. So um, I've been telling people that I think uh, catch 365, which is what I've been calling it, probably will transition to catch every day um, <laughs> uh, here in, here in another month. And uh, maybe I won't make such a big deal about it. Maybe I won't tweet it out every day, um, <laughs> but I, I enjoy it. And it's something I look forward to. And I think I'm going to keep going and just, I mean, Cal Ripken Jr. didn't quit, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think I'm going to keep playing for a little while and just kind of see what happens. Well, well we, what we got to do is, uh, and I, I know you had kind of mentioned maybe trying to do this before of like trying to have a big catch with some of the people that you already did, but then you got to do a lap around the field and do kind of the high fives. With all... <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That was cool when Cal did that. So um, yeah, if we can, if we can get everybody together, maybe uh, down towards the end or on the last day, uh, that would be really cool to see over 500 different people, Tyson, in 300 and, in 335 days. If you count some days were more than one or like today with the, the Mount Hood Community College baseball team, you know, there were there were 30 or 40 kids out there. So over 500 different people in 335 days. And I love it. I love it every day. I haven't haven't gotten sick of it at all. 
So when we played catch, I want to believe that was maybe in the mid hundred hundred of days for you. Um, yeah, something. I have a I have a book that I that I have everybody written down, and I meant to look at to see what day you were before, and I forgot to. But it, I, I, that sounds about right. I think it was in the one forties or one fifties. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things where it was it was long enough into it where it was like, okay, I can write a story on this. But I remember leaving there being like, man, this guy still got two hundred days to, <laughs> to 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 go with this, and so. Um, what I want to just kind of know is like, how, how has kind of your perspective on this whole thing changed since the last time that we played catch? Um, that's a good question. And, and to, to touch on that, it's, it's been weird. It's weird to me to be close to be in the end. It, you know, I put it on social media and I've been using the hashtag catch 365 and every tweet starts the same, you know, day 200, day 145, day 26. And then at the bottom, I put hashtag catch 365. So it's always been like this far reaching thing out in the future, like 365 days is a long time away. And I remember when I hit day 300, that was really weird for me, right? And it's even weirder now, like 335 is kind of, uh, you know, it's 30 days to go. And it's, it feels very strange to me to be this close to quote, finishing it. Um, but I guess the best way to answer your question is, I'm just, I'm blown away by what this has become. I honestly started this um, just to see if I could do it. That's really what this was born out of is I heard about the idea and I thought that sounds cool. I wonder if I could do it. And it's become so much more than that for me. Um, It's just, it's something I look forward to the meeting people, the connection, the connection to the game, the connection to people that have never played the game. Um, and, And at the risk of sounding sentimental, like to yeah, say it's, it it's, it's my baseball, life. man. It's all sentimental. Go for it. Right. Right. <laughs> At the risk of saying that it's changed my life, it's changed my life. I mean, my family um, knows, you know, they just know we go out to restaurants and they kind of roll their eyes when I get up and say, I'll be right back. Cause they know I'm going out to get my glove because I saw somebody I'm going to go ask to play catch with. Um, but it, it's really become something that I guess I'm a, it's a part of me now. I, I really look forward to playing catch. It's not a grind at all. Um, and, and that is something I never expected. I, I kind of thought it would be more of a grind. And Can I do it? And is it going to be hard to find somebody in 10 degrees or when it's snowing? Or my kid's going to get sick of playing catch with me? Is some, you know, and, it, and it hasn't become any of that. And um, I'm, I'm humbled by it. I'm humbled by that there are people in the world that I don't know that are still yeah, I'll come play catch with you. And it's, it's kind of, uh, it's an honor really. So for, for people who, who may not have read this story, you, you started this thing darn near a year ago. It was right around the time when, uh, uh, the, the MLB lockout was happening and it looked like there might not be a season. Yep. Um, and you know, you being a big Mariners fan, obviously that would, uh, that would have been pretty rough because that was a highly anticipated season. And now, you know, if, if you look in my background, I have the frame Seattle yeah. times of, of them 21 years and the wait is over. So it, it yep. was, it was, it was something that kind of started out of like, you just trying to save your sanity a little bit of <laughs> like, and, and it, it's, it's evolved into to something so much bigger. Uh, one before, I mean, one, what, what's that mean to you? The, the, <laughs> the, the Mariners making the playoffs. Cause I remember that's, that's what a lot of what we talked and bonded yeah. about when, when we Every- were playing. It means everything, really. I mean, I, I, I take the Mariners far too seriously, and I live and die with them. I really do. My brother teases me all the time that they're going to be the death of me, and sometimes for 21 years I thought he was right. So 
to have that season happen during my catch 365 is unbelievable synergy. And one of the coolest things for me is when I started this, my youngest son is 17. He's a senior in high school and he's not a sports fan. He's not a baseball kid. And I used to joke with my, with my friends that I failed as a dad because my youngest son doesn't like baseball. Right. And he's just not a, wasn't a fan of it. And on day two, he wanted to play catch with me as part of this the second day. And he wanted to do it again. And I told him, whatever happens during this streak, however long it goes, if it works, if it's a failure, if it's a success, if you want to play catch with me, I'll play catch with you every day. And this is day 335. And I've probably played catch with my son, Jackson, 275 times. During, during <laughs> I was going to say, you got you to gotta make a bar ch- or like a, like a pie chart of, of who, who did the most with you. At, at. Well, he, and, and I don't, the cool thing is, is I don't even do it for the streak. Like he will ask me, Hey, where are you going, dad? And I'll be like, I'm going to go to a park and play catch with a stranger. And he'd be like, Oh, well, when you come back, can we play catch? And so we, we play all the time. And as the season unfolded and we didn't talk about the Mariners per se, we just, sometimes we don't talk at all. We just play catch. And as the season unfolded, I watched the game every night and he would walk through the room that I'm in and he would be like, Oh, what's the score? And then he'd go away. And a couple of weeks later, he'd be like, Oh, is this Julio? And I'd be like, yeah. And he'd go away. And then a couple of weeks later, he'd sit down and watch an inning or two. And by the end of the season, Tyson, he's texting me like, why the hell is Kelnick hitting sixth? (laughs) And he's, he fell in love with this team and baseball and the Mariners through the course of playing catch every day with his dad and just the season. And they were good and fun in the playoffs. So that helped, but we were at the Cal Raleigh game together uh, when Cal hit the home run to clinch it and the drought. And I just remember driving home with him and he just looked at me and said, dad, I can't believe we were there. And I can't help but think that without this silly thing of playing catch every day, I probably would have been there. Would he have been with me? I, I don't know that he would have been. So all the great things that have happened, all the experiences, all the cool stories pale in comparison to uh, I play catch with my son every day and and he's fallen in love with something that I love. And that's for me when I remember this season, the drought obviously is right up there, but right there with it is that I was able to bond with my son over a shared love of baseball finally after 17 years. Well, and like that's, Kind of how like that's kind of like the best way for baseball to grab you too, because it's it's not like a like a football game where there's immediate action happening on the. It's just kind of like it it etches away at you a little bit, and then especially if you can kind of weave like story or you know memories or you know just relationship building in with it. I feel like that's what you know he's going to remember that summer for forever probably too. You know. Yeah, and that's that's what's great about baseball, right? And, we, and we've talked about that. It's hard not to be romantic about baseball, but part of the greatness of it is is you're watching a game and you can hear Dave Niehaus tell a story or Vince Scully tell a story. You're at the game with your buddies or your dad or your kid, and you can talk about other things while the game's going on in the background. And and that's kind of how this season unfolded for me, right? And, and I lived and died with every pitch in the game. And and to sit there and to to have my son be interested and care, when they went to Toronto, to, to when they made the playoffs and went to Toronto, my son says to me, Dad, can I skip school and stay home and watch <laughs> the game? And I was like, yes, I've been waiting 17 years for you to, you know, and I skipped work and you skipped school. And <laughs> I've been and sitting on this sick note forever for you. Yes, you know? <laughs> right? And uh, 
And so just just amazing for me to have that parallel, Mike Ketch journey, um, to have his journey to becoming a baseball fan and a Mariner fan. Um, I, I, I can't ask for anything more than that. It's, it was incredible. So what was the, uh, what was the closest to midnight you got during this year? <laughs> the, the good thing, the smartest thing I ever did was I didn't try to make it somebody new every day. That would have been hard because then on the <laughs> yeah. days, then on the days when it's 15 degrees and there's an ice storm and nobody can go anywhere. Now we're in trouble. Um, so to be honest with you, I look, I, it's on my radar as soon as I get up in the morning, right? Who am I going to play catch with? How am I going to find somebody to play catch with? So I try not to let it get too far into the day um, without some sort of plan. Um, I never really came close to not doing it because I could just grab my kid or my wife and go outside and play catch it at any point. Um, but naturally, um, probably nine or 10 o'clock on, on a few days when I, I didn't have a catch. I remember a couple of months ago, it, it ended up being, you know, it's probably nine o'clock on a, on a Friday night and hadn't played catch yet. And my son comes in and says, Hey, I'm going to order pizza. And I said, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And then I, you know, okay. And so the pizza guy shows up at the house and delivers the pizza. And I said, you know, while you're here, I'm doing this thing and we played catch. And so uh, a lot of stuff like that, where we get to the end of the day and, and I, I go looking for something like that. And those are, those are sometimes some of the fun ones. It's it's been pretty f- fun to watch it grow too because you know I I wasn't the first story to do anything on you but you know there a- after I did mine there was a few more that came and then I'll, you know I see people on Twitter like tweeting at you all the time of like when can yeah. we get our when can we get our catch in like I I live in this so and so city I might be coming through these dates what's what are the ones that have kind of like surprised you or like the most random or or you know like I, I know you have like a whole rolodex at this point of right. Yeah. yeah, one of one of the fun things you touched on it there that I didn't expect is like day one was my kid, day two was my kid, day three was my wife, day four was my dad, day five was my mom. You know, I was like, I'm gonna run out of people here real quick. I'm gonna have to start asking strangers and figuring something out. And people started reaching out. I put it on Twitter every night, and people started reaching out, and they were like, "Hey, I, I know you from your brother's radio show, or I just found this on Twitter, and I think this is cool." Uh, can I come play catch with you? And I never expected that. And for 335 days, I've had a pretty steady stream of people every week reaching out. I've never hit a streak where I've dried up and not had something on the horizon coming. And I've had people drive up from Boise. I've had people drive up from Eugene. I've had people drive down from Seattle. I had a guy fly out from Minnesota. I had another guy fly oh, seriously? out from, My goodness. Right, from Iowa. I had a guy from Vegas and a lot of those times they're in Portland for something else, but they've heard about this and they reach out and they're like, Hey, I'll be in Portland for six hours. Is there any way we can meet up and play catch? And that's really cool for me. That's, that's humbling. Again, like we talked about earlier that somebody I don't know is willing to meet up and be a part of this. And recently about a month ago, I had a guy um, from Eugene, and he reached out to me and he said, hey, can I come up and play catch with you? And I'm like, yeah. And he drove up from Eugene just to play catch with me for half an hour and then drive home. And I asked him why. And he, he looked at me and he just said, I just had to be a part of this. Like, I've been following along since the beginning. And I just, I just needed to be a part of this. And that, that's emotional for me. That's humbling. 
uh, again, it, it really is on the on the surface of it, Tyson. You know, it's a silly experiment, right? Just to play catch with somebody every day, and it's become so much more than that. Um, it's not lost on me that it's that it's people's time and and they're strangers and they want to be a part of it and they trust me enough to to come and be a part of it. Um, and that's been wonderful and surprising, um, all in the same all in the same ballgame. So, so do you find yourself, um, here, here's something that I run into as a sports reporter all the time in like any social situation. It's, it's like the adults are talking and then, then the conversation turns towards a sports guy and let's include you. Sure. Like, like, how are those ducks doing? Like, right. like are, are you able to ever talk about anything other than catch? <laughs> uh, with the people I catch with or just with other people? Just, just in general, you know, you're yeah. probably just known as the catch guy. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because. I'll get recognized sometimes I've been on the news a few times and your story and, um, and I'll get recognized. Sometimes people will, I went into a sandwich shop in downtown Vancouver once and um, I just walked in to get a sandwich. I, I didn't have catch on my mind at all. And there was a guy sitting at a table and he looked at me and goes, Oh, for heaven's sakes, I can't believe you walked in right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I've been carrying a glove around for months. hoping to run into you." He goes, and I don't have it on me today. And here you are getting a sandwich. And I said, well, I have extras in my car. So we went out and played catch. Um, I I can vouch for those extras, by the way, because when I showed up to play catch with you last summer, I completely forgot my glove. So Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Some of the coolest things for me is when I play catch with people and we don't talk about playing catch. We'll, We'll talk about their life or their dad or their grandmother or their story. And we don't, I've played catch with hundreds of people and we don't talk about playing catch. And, and that's pretty cool. But um, to your point, it is, it is kind of a thing. If I'm out with my friends, you know, they kind of expect it. Hey, are you going to go play catch with that guy? Or, you know, if I'm out, <laughs> if I'm out with my family, they kind of roll their eyes and my kids are a little embarrassed by me, you know, wandering off to another booth in a restaurant to ask a stranger to play catch with. So um, it certainly has become a big deal, but um, I would like to think it hasn't taken over my life completely my wife may disagree with you (laughs) so with uh with just around like 30 or so days left to go or like do you have that scheduled out already do you have like some room for flexibility like i you know i i know how many people have have gotten in touch with you that have like want to play at some point or another so like i feel like you can probably be choosy to to narrow down this (laughs) final stretch right well one of the cool things for me is i i'd like to say i have never refused anybody any anybody that wants to play will play, even if it's more than one in a day. If you if you're willing to come spend the time to play catch with me, then then let's do it. Um, so I, I have I have a few scheduled out through the month of February, but I I don't have it's not full by any stretch. And and I have what's funny now we talked about it earlier is I have people now contacting me that are like, oh my gosh, like I've been watching this for months, and I keep saying to myself, well, I'll and now you only have a month left, so they want to hurry and and get one in. So um, I have a few days scheduled, but a lot of February is open. And um, if people reach out and want to be a part of it, that's awesome. And if they, uh, if they don't, then I'll go, I'll go looking for people like I have for a year. Give me, uh, give me the, uh, the year long uh, injury report. You know, did we ever deal with any blisters or are we talking any UCL? I mean, like if, if you want to be like a, um, a tragic romantic, like on the last day you have to like, you tear your UCL, UCL and have to get Tommy John surgery. Right. Right. My kid, one of my sons likes to tease me. I think he likes to try to come up with ways that this would end. Right. And, <laughs> and he's like, well, what if you get hit by a bus dad? Or like, what if you're in a coma? And 
And I have a, I have a running joke with him that if I'm in the hospital and I'm unable to, you got to find a way to put a glove on my hand, have the nurse <laughs> throw the ball into the glove and then just smack my arm so that the ball rolls out of the glove in, in their general direction. And we would count that as a catch. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. I have, uh, my arm feels good. I've, uh, I, I'm no major injuries. I got sick, um, you know, with, uh, got sick for three or four days a couple of months ago. That's about as bad as I got. And I just, you know, I made my family come in the room while I was laying there on my deathbed <laughs> and kind of play catch for a little bit, which they all thought was ridiculous, but we kept it going. Um, but yeah, relatively drama free, no major injuries. I played catch with an old baseball scout in the middle of the summer. We were at a Tacoma Rainiers game. His name was Bob Fontaine. He's actually the guy that scouted Randy Johnson back in the day. And, and I was like, I got to play catch with this guy. So we were playing catch and I was asking him questions about Randy Johnson. And, and, uh, I said, well, and he looked at me as we were playing catch and he said, uh, how many days have you been doing this? And I was a couple hundred at the time and he was watching my throwing motion and, he started breaking it down like in scout lingo. He was like, you have a really good anterior posture. <laughs> you know, he's like, you have a really nice throwing motion. I think you'll be fine. You'll have no arm problems. And I was like, the guy that scouted Randy Johnson just broke down my throwing motion. And nobody will ever think that that's cool but me. But I thought that was pretty cool. And he was right. Uh, no arm problems. Um, <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood. Um, I, got a, I got 30 more days to go. And hopefully we don't, uh, we don't blow anything out. <laughs> I, I think I probably, I, I think I probably shared this story with you when we were playing catch. But when I was a kid, uh, kid growing up in Enumclaw before we moved to Alaska, we used to go to I think it was called the Super Mall, uh, yeah. and and uh, they had one of those pitching machines um, <laughs> that it was a video screen, and then there was a hole where like you know the pitch would go through the wind up, and yes. then the the release point is uh, where the ball would come out. And uh, I think I was like five or six years old. And was like, oh, I want, you know, you could, you could go through like the San Diego chicken or, you know, like all these, uh, like maybe like Jeff Facero, <laughs> right. but I was like, no, I, I want to, I want to face Randy. I want to face the big unit. And then I get up there, you know, I think I'd maybe only played T-ball to this point. Somehow I managed to wear one, <laughs> you know, I got, I got hit by Randy <laughs> in the batting cages and I think I was just screaming. I mean, this is probably etched in my dad's mind, you know, of like, yeah, my kid's the one who managed to get hit in the batting cages, but. Right. But I'll, I'll 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 catch I'll I'll count that one as a catch with Randy. <laughs> yes, that counts. That counts for sure. You 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 played catch recently with the Mariners pitching coach, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Pete Woodworth, uh, Mariners pitching coach, and MLB Coach of the Year last year for for those of you following along. That was really cool. That and and he was kind of joking about like I I kind of nerded out a little bit and I said this is a big deal for me and he was like what do you mean I go I'm a fan of yours he goes well you're the only one <laughs> <laughs> I said no no like you're you know that's a, that's a big deal so that was kind of a cool one he was going to be in Portland um speaking at a baseball convention and I just took a shot on Twitter and I I wrote I sent him a message and kind of explained what I was doing and I included a clip of one of the news stories that I had been on and I figured I mean, I don't know how many how many messages the Mariner pitching coach gets, but um, I figured if he if he took the time to watch the video, I may have a shot. He may think it's cool enough or weird enough that he'd be willing to do it. And about I'm laying in bed about eleven thirty at night and getting ready to go to bed on Friday night, and I pull up Twitter and there's a message from him, and I'm like, holy crap! Like he replied, 
And I'm, I start typing him a message and my wife's laying next to me. She's like, who are you messaging this late at night? And I'm like, Seattle don't, don't worry coach. about it, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I said, the Seattle Mariners pitching coach. And she's like, Oh, that's nice. You know, yeah. like it never. And, uh, he said, yeah, I, I think this is cool. What a cool idea. He said, the only problem is, is I'm headed down to Corvallis tomorrow. I guess he's friends with the, the coach of the Beavers. And he goes, I'll be in Corvallis all day. So I'm, I won't even be in Portland, but, and so I, I replied back to him. I said, so if I get to Corvallis, you're willing to play catch with me? He's like, yeah. So I don't know if he thought I was serious, but I drove down to Corvallis and and found him and couldn't have been a nicer guy. And awesome. Uh, we, we, we talked about catch and we talked about the Mariners and um, really, really, really cool. Good dude and a neat experience for me, for sure. I feel like we got to get you down to like Peoria and to hit up spring training here and in February when pitchers and catchers report, you know, he, he asked me if I'd ever been to spring training and it's embarrassing to say I've never been right. I'm as a Mariner fan and, and a a relatively big Mariner fan. um, It's embarrassing to me to tell people that I've never gone. We had a trip that was washed out by COVID. um, So I came close, but I, I haven't been. And he said, you know, hey, if you ever get down there, you know, come, come find me, holler at me, you know, hey, you know, I'll remember you and, um, you know, we'll get you out there and have a catch or something. So um, I, I need to get down there for sure. It's definitely on my bucket list. I, uh, I actually, I went to spring training once and I got a, uh, I got a Dave, Dave Niehaus right there. And uh, Ron <laughs> Fairley right there. It was just uh, my nice. guy threw, threw my autograph book up into the up into the, 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 the press box window. And, uh, I think Dave was a little busy, so he kind of just quickly, you know, but you know, sure. you know, you know, Ron, Ron was always a people pleaser. And so I got, right. I, I got those two. I got Riz at one point and, uh, uh, the San Diego chickens on the back of it too. So. Look, that that's a Mount Rushmore of autographs right there. You can't go wrong with any I, of those. I like, I, I can't imagine anyone has that collection on the right? same, the same page, right? Yeah. Yes. I think you may, that's a one of one. They call that in the memorabilia business. You, you may have the only one who, who is still, I, I know we kind of talked about your, your final month of scheduling, but like, is there anyone still on like the bucket list that you're, you're trying to get for, for, to end this thing? Yeah, well, if I, you know, it's hard not to be romantic about baseball, and and this this has been a unbelievable experience for me. So if I'm if I'm writing the book, and or the movie, and and I want to end it in the Hollywood fashion, right? It's it's me and Ken Griffey Jr. You know, playing catch at Safeco Field, or or you know, and um, you know, I I've put it out there in the universe, and I have some people that maybe have the ability to maybe make it happen. And so um, nothing definite yet. I don't want to jinx anything, but if I had to write the script, it would be Griffey on the last day because that's, that's my baseball hero growing up. Well, that kind of, that, I mean, kind of in the same lineage of uh, the Mariners pitching coach, like that kind of feels like it might be one where he sees the start because you, you, you and Ken have a little bit of a history together. Right? Am, yes. am I right? Can, yes. I, can, can, can I, you share, I, can you share that one? <laughs> The, my history with him. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the getting, getting pranked by him and your brother. Yeah, for sure. So my brother, um, my brother's on the radio in Portland and, and is a sports talk guy. And he got invited a few years ago um, to be in a celebrity golf tournament. And he found out that Ken Griffey Jr. was going to be there. And so he asked the guy who was running the tournament, who's become a good friend with me now and played catch with me as part of uh, this. His name's Ryan Duchesne. 
And it, if Griffey on 365 happens, it, it will be in no small part to Ryan. I've, I've made it very well known <laughs> to Ryan that, um, you know, that would be really cool. But um, so he, he said, can my brother come to this golf tournament? And um, he would freak out if he got to meet Ken Griffey Jr. And Ryan said, yeah, does he want a caddy for him? And, you know, the answer, <laughs> right. The answer to do you want a caddy for Ken Griffey Jr. is yes, I want a caddy for Ken Griffey Jr. So I don't work for tips. Is, is this. Right. <laughs> So I went to the tournament and I'm sitting in this golf cart and pretty soon here comes my childhood hero. Right. And he's like, hey, I'm Ken. And I'm like, yeah, I know who you I know who you are. And we went and I drove around in the golf cart with him for 18 holes. And we talked and looked at pictures and he just couldn't have been a nicer guy unbelievable experience you know one of my favorite days on the planet for sure and we get done and he signed an autograph for me and took a picture so fast forward to the next year I'm a big memorabilia collector which is why I'm so jealous of your San Diego chicken Dave Niehaus (laughs) barely autograph um and so for Christmas that year right one of the things I'd always wanted was a game used Ken Griffey Jr. bat and I did all this research and I found one that I thought was, that was real and everything. And I told my wife, like, this would be the last Christmas present you ever have to get me. And she bought it for me. And so everything I knew about it was legit, but you never really know in those situations. And, and we fast forward a year and Griffey's going to come back to the golf tournament. And so I thought, what better way to, if I can get invited back, I'll just show him the bat. And then he can tell me if it's real or not. Right. That makes sense. And so I pull some strings and I get invited back to the golf tournament. So I get to meet Griffey again and we finish, we finished golfing. And I said to him, Hey, Ken, I have this bat. And I explained to him what I was doing. And I said, is there any way you can look at it and tell me if it's real? And he's like, yep, no problem. Go get it. So I go run into the car and I come back with it, Tyson. And, and I hand it to him and I'm, I'm just nervous as I'll get out. Right. It costs a lot of money and there's a lot of people watching and, um, and he starts to examine it and he looks at it and he kind of swings it and, and he he's looking at the tape on it. And then he looks at me and he has this look on his face. Like I'm bad news is coming. Like I know bad news is coming. And he says, how much did you pay for this, John? And I said, Oh no, <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, this, you know, he's like, the tape's all wrong. I never used this model. Like, and I'm just like, I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> and right about the time where I'm about to lose it, my brother who's there watching just starts busting a gut, just starts cracking up. And then Griffey loses it. And he starts laughing. And I'm like, what? It took, took me a minute to figure it out. When I went to get the bat, my brother said to Griffey, he said, whatever he brings back, just tell him it's fake and we'll make him cry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Griffey decided to do it. And, and they're laughing at me. And I built, my brother's like, you should see your face. You're going to, you know, and Griffey looks at me and goes, dude, are you mad? I said, are you kidding me? Like, do you know how many times I'm going to tell this story? My my hero, my baseball hero just punked me uh, with, a, with a bat. And uh, like, I'm going to tell this story for the rest of my life. And I said, but you got to sign the bat for me. And he's like, all right, no problem. So he signed the bat for me. I have it in a case in my collection. Uh, one of my favorite stories, you know, how many, how many people get their, their baseball hero to not only meet, but then to play a practical joke on you, that's that's pretty cool for me. All right. So it's, it's January 30th. I think we got pitchers and catchers reporting here pretty soon. It's blue sky outside. Mariners are winning the World Series, right? You got to feel it, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I told the I, when I was playing catch with Pete, the pitching coach, 
I got done and I said, Hey, good luck this year. And he's like, thanks. And I said, listen, last year was unbelievable, but seriously, like, let's do this. Like, let's did, do this. And did, he, did, he winked at me and goes, we're going to try. And I said, all right. So did you, did you tell him that, uh, uh, DePoto and ownership need to open up the pocketbooks a little bit more this off season? <laughs> I mean, gosh, it's been like, you know, I'll trust the process, whatever, but it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, I, my, especially when I was like a diehard baseball fan, uh, I'm still a diehard, but you know, I just used to read everything in the off season about the Mariners. Like, I think my favorite month of the year was like winter meetings. And it's just, at, yes. you know, anytime like they're, they're being linked to a free agent or a trade, this yep. or that. And um, I, I, I just hope that uh, the organization's goal is to keep building on this instead of kind of, you know, selling, selling a bunch of memorabilia from one playoff run. Right. Well, and that's right. And that's what you hear. And that's, that's, that's the angst in the fan base right now is, they're right there. The window is open. Go, go all in. And it doesn't feel like they went all in this off season. So, you know, whether that means, you know, they're trying to save up and make a run at Otani next year, or they're waiting for the right, I don't know, but there were good players out there that we could have got by spending money and they didn't do it. So there is a little angst right there. I have it. The fan base has it, but you know, they are a little bit better than last year. We have a full year of Castillo and Julio yeah. and, and guys like that. So I expect them to be better. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It would be nice to feel as a fan like they would go all in. For for the record, I will po- politely eat my hat if uh, they manage to sign Otani next year. Like, I'll, I'll right. eat Crow. I'll write that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry. Like, you right. know, should have believed you the whole time. <laughs> right. It's, it's not going to happen, but we can dream, right? Like, it's, we almost got him the first time. Like, we were right at the finish line, and he chose I, to go to Anaheim. So, the, I mean, maybe. I don't know. You didn't see the banner up in Safeco. It was finished second second place in the Otani sweep, sweepstakes right next to, like, yes. the 97 West Division title. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, shoot, man, this, this was, I mean, like this, this is, you know, ever since uh, we had our first catch, I've been following along and it, it's been so kind of fun to see the progress and to see what it's become. Uh, I, I can't wait to see how the next 30 days uh, fill out for you. Who, who are you putting catch with tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, I actually don't have one scheduled. So it'll be one that maybe somebody will reach out and, and want to do it or I'll go looking. So um, those are kind of fun for me. You know, the ones that are scheduled are great. Um, like I said, I'm blown away every day that people are willing to come do it, but the days where I have to go kind of searching for it, um, those are fun too. They're kind of organic and, and you never know, right? I, I drive down the street and I see a guy uh, walking down the sidewalk with a Mariner hat on or a, a baseball Jersey. And I pull over, <laughs> I say, Hey, I'm doing this thing. And sometimes those ones are kind of fun. So, um, I'll, I'll go looking tomorrow and, and we'll see what we come up with. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks. Thanks. So, oh, actually where can people follow, follow along? Cause you know, you're doing this on your various socials and, and just, just plug, plug away. Yeah. So I put it on Twitter every night and um, that's the easiest place to find it. And if you want to reach out and play catch or, 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 you know, anything, uh, you can message me on Twitter. I'm pretty good about responding and it's just at Jay Sukanik, which is my last name. Um, so you just add Jay Sukanik and it's on Twitter every night. Uh, I put it on Instagram fairly regularly, not every night. Um, Twitter feels more every day ish to me than Instagram, but it's on Instagram a lot as well. And it's the same handle at Jay Sukanik. So you can find me either place. And um, if you want, you can go to Twitter and search the hashtag catch 365. And um, if you got some time to kill and you want to see 
the story of a of a guy playing football or playing catch with an old football player playing catch with people for most of a year. You can go back and every story's on there and pictures with people and um, there's been some really cool ones. Yeah, and I I would I would highly recommend it because um, you know obviously we're we're talking to you about this, but it's it's really just been a collection of 365 stories of of the the in you know you're I, I think you're kind of a storyteller at heart there too, and and it's just it's anyone who's a baseball fan who's you know had had catch with their dad or, or whoever um it's it's definitely worth going back and reading the various stories that you've posted and written about it and it's it's been uh you know like i said the sun's shining outside baseball yeah. season's coming around it, it's been really fun to follow so yeah, th- yeah every go ahead sorry oh oh no 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 i was uh, go ahead no uh yeah kind of the one of the one of the catchphrases i've sort of come up with during this is everybody has a story and that's really something I've learned through this. And, and I, I meet people all the time that are like, oh, I don't have anything cool or amazing story. And, and that's not true at all. Just, just playing catch is a story. And everybody has something, right? How they fell in love with the game, who their favorite team is, why it's their favorite team. Why are they wanting to come play catch with me? You know, and there's so many stories about people's dads and, and moms and grandmothers. And, and it's just it really is incredible. And I've yet to have in 335 days, over 500 people. I mean, if you do the math, you would think by now I'd have something bad, right? I'd have a bad experience or somebody weird. Or, 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 or at least you've like, at least at this point, you should have been robbed at some point, right? Right. Right. <laughs> my, my wife teases me all the time that like I go to parks and play catch with strangers. And she's like, are you worried about And I'm like, well, well, for one, I'm six, six, 300 pounds. So yeah, you can um, handle yourself. Yeah. Well, I figure if they club me, you'll find the body. Like, you know, you may, you may knock me out, but nobody's dragging the body away. I don't fit in a trunk. So yeah. you'll find me. Um, but I kind of adopted this theory that if you're out there in the world and you're willing to come play catch with me, then you're, you're okay. And so far I'm 335 for 335. I've yet to have a bad experience, yet to have an awkward experience. Um, every single catch, um, and I can say that honestly, every single catch has been amazing. And and it's been a pleasure to do. Thank you so much for, one, being a part of it, Tyson. I've, I was a fan of yours before you reached out. Um, I love your writing style. I've been told that I write similar uh, to you. So it's that's, a, that's an honorable comparison to me because I – I like how you write and the article you wrote on our catch uh, was really cool. And I've gotten a ton of positive feedback from it. It led to a bunch of people wanting to play catch with me. So um, again, I'm, I'm blown away that people care that some guy just decided a year ago to start playing catch and care enough to put me on the news or write about it and come do it. And I'm humbled by it. And it's it's a labor of love. It really is. I, I look forward to it and enjoy it every day. So thank you for being a part of it and helping spread the word. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, can't wait to play catch again. Just a heads up. I've been working on my two seamer, so I got a little <laughs> bit of a natural run on it. So, um, you know, just just be ready. Well, one of the good things about transitioning to catch every day, like I said, I don't want to stop. So I, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep playing. And that means that we're not done in 30 days. I got another spring and I got another summer and I got another baseball season. And I would love nothing more than on a sunny day for you to reach out. And hopefully the Mariners are in first place and uh, we can, we can play catch and and talk about the Mariners again. I'd love to do that. Beautiful. Well, Hey, thanks for taking the time and and everyone. Thanks so much for uh, listening to this one. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck the rest of the month, man. 
Thank you. I appreciate it, Tyson. Thanks for following along. Listening to the I-5 Corridor, hosted by Tyson Alger.